Welcome back to another episode of the Football and Show podcast. Once again, got my boy Mo back on. Today, we're talking NFL draft, doing mock draft. As you know, if you don't know, now you know. I got the combine going on right now. First of all, say what's up to them, Mo. Hey, what's going on? I'm glad to be back. Appreciate me for having again on the show. Always good to have you on. Always, always good. Uh, so, yeah, like I was saying, the combine's going on right now. Uh, it's in full, full effect. I was watching a little bit of the quarterbacks earlier. The combine is hard for me to watch sometimes. It's it's exciting. It's exciting to me because, yeah, it's football. It's another day closer to, you know, it's another milestone in the start of the next uh, football season. But if you think about it, though, the combine is really just a dog and pony show. One, it's a dog and pony show. Two, it's more for the mid-rounder guys. Guys whose tape doesn't really stand out. People like Joe Burrow, like Chase Young, Isaiah Simmons, Jerry Judy. We know what they're about. We know they can ball. We know they're going high. So the fact that Chase Young isn't even participating in any drills, I like it. I'm okay with it. Because, again, we know what he can do. But I like, I try to watch it. I watch a little bit here and there. The 40-yard dash is cool. It, it's high. But, again, you're running with nobody chasing you in shorts and a T-shirt. So, I mean, I, re- I really don't give that too much, too much hype. I like to watch... I like to watch film. I like to watch the games. Um, what about you? You watch the the combine? No, I'm not too interested in the combine. I mean, like you said, to me, it's one of those. It can hurt you more than it can help you if you're a top prospect. You know what I mean? Because if if they participate and they show like they can't make certain throws or they have a bad day, it could hurt you. And it does help as far as those mid round guys that second, early second round, maybe become an early first or late first round draft pick. But it's not one of those, like you said, when you see him on film, you see him on film. The film don't lie. A guy like Chase Young, he doesn't need to prove he could get to the quarterback. He right, did it right. all season. A guy like Joe Burrow doesn't need to prove he can make every throw because he made every throw last year. You know, it's it's kind of tick for tack, you know. But a guy like Jerry Judy, you know, I'm more into receivers. It means something because sometimes a guy like Jerry Judy who has pure burner speed, let's see if he can really run those routes and how efficient he is at running true, those routes. True. But, you know, he's Jerry Judy. He's going to go where he goes. But I think that could change a, a team that's looking at, do I want CeeDee Lamb or do I want Jerry Judy? Or even a guy that could boost a guy like Henry Ruggs. Do I want a Henry Ruggs over? Because he's a certified speedster. Right. He's kind of Tyreek Hill 2.0. So I think that could make a difference in receivers. But other than that, I mean, receivers, running backs, you know, they're not making the reads. They're not busting through holes. They're not making that pass under pressure. So it's kind of... No shoulder pads, yeah. It's, I mean, it's impressive and it's something to watch, but it's, I don't really pay too much attention to it. I'll just catch the highlights later. I think eventually it's it's going to turn into, right now they don't allow any fans in there. I think eventually they'll start selling tickets. You know, just another way for the NFL to make money, which is honestly what they're all about, unfortunately. And that's being showcased right now with the new CBA, which I'm about to do an episode on that pretty soon because what they're doing with the CBA is, it's complete BS, but that's for another episode. So one feedback I, I, that we both have been getting, actually, is that people want to see or people want to hear an episode that we don't always agree. Because the last few, we've been agreeing for the most part. And I understand that it gets boring. I mean, you don't want you don't tune in the first take or Undisputed to listen to him say, Yeah, Skip, you right. For for him to say, Skip, you right. Yeah, you, you, you go to, you tune in to listen to them argue. So finally, I think we finally got one. We're doing... Picks 1 through 10, mock draft. I got my board here, so when the draft comes, we're going to see who got more right and who was closer. Uh, but, yeah, I have a feeling that we're definitely going to be arguing with this one. Uh, so if you're not listening, you know, pay attention because we're going to be talking over each other a lot. <laughs> I can feel it. So without further ado, Mo, who do you have going number one to the Bengals? Uh, as unfortunate as I want to say, uh, I think it's a lot that Joe Burrow goes number one to the Bengals. I personally don't think it should be a lock that he goes number one, but I'm going to go with Joe Burrow to Cincinnati at number one. The only thing I don't agree with you on is that it's a lock. Because it is, or that it should, you're saying that it should not be a lock. It should absolutely 100% be a lock. Because he just had the greatest season of any college quarterback ever. Hands down, undisputed, no questions asked. 
Yeah, he did, but that year before, we can't we can't just erase the past. Like the year before didn't happen. And everybody's like, oh, he played in a pro style offense. I get all that. And I'm not hating on Joe Burrow. You know, shout out to having the greatest season ever that's gonna be talked about for, you know, years and years. And LSU was arguably the greatest college football team that, that that's gonna be up for debate for years and years. But I will say everything was perfect for him this past year to be successful. The year before last, he had some of these he had some of these same receivers. He had the same running back. He, he had the same head coach. It took for them to bring a guy from the NFL to bring him down and put him in a perfect position, which when he goes to the NFL, he's arguably, when he goes number one, he's arguably going to be in the worst position that you could be in in the NFL, and that is going to the Cincinnati Bengals. And I'm not convinced that he, based on pure talent, he is the most talented quarterback in this draft. Actually, I don't think he's the most talented quarterback in this draft, let alone you seen what it was before the situation was perfect for him. He wasn't that good. He threw for, what, 23 touchdowns and, like, eight interceptions. He wasn't a winning quarterback with this same exact team that turns around next year and gets this offensive <coughs> god from the Saints. You know, they go knocking next door to the Saints to say, hey, we need your help. Boost our offense. He's not getting that. He's not getting right. Joe Brady but, over there in Cincinnati. But that goes toward his, towards his growth. He grew. He worked. He grinded in the offseason. He watched film. He stayed in that weight room. He was per- perfecting his craft. People are late bloomers. He better, <coughs> bro. He's 23 years old. He that, was, a, that's he was not older his fault, than the though. NFL. That's MVP. not his fault. It is his fault. That man, I'm I'm not trying to hate on him after having won the greatest season winning national championship. But it's not hating on him. That man was a was a bench player at Ohio State for three years for a reason. That because man, he got hurt. Because he got hurt. He did not lose that. That might have had a small hurt. part of it, but I can guarantee. I'll tell you Had like he this. not gotten hurt, he wouldn't even have had a chance to lose that job. Had had he not got hurt and he played that season instead of Dwayne Haskins, Ohio State would not have been as good as they was. He would Dwayne Haskins that year threw 50-something touchdown passes, only lost one game, and won a bowl game. I guarantee you Ohio State don't ain't even half as good offensively as they was that year with Dwayne Haskins with Joe Burrow at quarterback. There were flashes I've seen of him. And if you want to talk about people in perfect situations, any quarterback that goes to Ohio State isn't a perfect situation. Why is that? Because it's Ohio State. Yeah, that's what happens when these quarterbacks are in top. That's what happens when these guys are in top programs. I mean, they're great situations, but you don't penalize, you know, Tua for being in Alabama, but at the same time, you see we can't erase the year before the greatest season we ever seen. That that can't be erased. The same way you're gonna watch the game film to see that he can make every throw and this and that. See why he was so bad the year before. See why he led a team. He was this god sitting back there for a year and he led a team. Would they have three, four losses? I, I can't say that but he's the rest of the world is convinced and sold and it's gonna happen. Cincinnati sold on Joe Burrow that he's gonna go number one, but I don't think he's the best quarterback in this draft. You realize how many NCAA records this man set this year? He set the overall passer rating for a season. Two hundred and two. Now I don't know how the NCAA does their calculations, how different it is in the NFL, but this man had a two hundred and two quarterback rating in college. If we based off of records broken, if we took a lot of records broken, then we would have been saying JT Barrett was going to be the next Drew Brees because he broke all of Drew Brees' Big Ten records. Nobody was saying when Dwayne Haskins was breaking all these Big Ten records for individual single season that he was going to be a greater quarterback than Drew Brees. So guys breaking records kind of is, is, is irrelevant on a great season. But- like. Nobody thought Drew Brees was going to be an all-time quarterback. Nobody thought Drew Brees was going to be the all-time passing leader in the NFL. Nobody thought Joe Burrow going into the season was going to be a first-round pick. And he had like a fourth or fifth-round grade. You're right. You're right. But he proved that he went into the offseason, studied, stayed in the weight room. He perfected his craft. There's a reason JT he went Barrett into the season. JT broke all those records because he was throwing three to seven-yard dump passes and running. That's all he was doing. Joe Burrow is throwing bombs. He can throw the deep ball. He can throw the middle ball. He can run. He can do everything. 
Dude is a baller. He's a straight about winner. This man, like he's the best quarterback we've ever <coughs> seen play in football. He is one of the best prospects. He is one of the best prospects we've come across. Clearly, obviously, since Andrew Luck, no doubt. But he's just a, a smaller Andrew Luck. I think he's getting a little too much hype. Let's see what he let's see what he does with those little old hands he got. Let's, let's no, see what he does with on. those little old hands. Did you he see got. that tweet that Patrick Mahomes sent out? He said his tiny hands are doing just fine. Hey, Joe you Burrow, know, you know, in what? no way, shape, or form can throw the ball like Patrick Mahomes. There he is does, no way he, he doesn't need to. We, I get that he has the small hands, the the same whatever. But Joe Burrow is nowhere near that athlete, or or has the arm talent of Patrick Mahomes. The way we not even gonna compare him at all, at all. And Joe but, Burrow going no, to Cincinnati, but nobody talks to me. That's not his fault. Nobody's talking about Patrick Mahomes going number one overall. And again, the only thing that he needs to, that Patrick Mahomes needs to worry about is tiny hands. Is getting that Super Bowl ring fitted. You right. It, so, I, tiny listen, hands don't. You know I am the Patrick Mahomes. You know, I praise Patrick Mahomes. I think he's the best quarterback. But I'm not going to say because the tiny hand. Well, Mahomes has tiny hands. Yeah, but Joe Burrow don't have an arm talent that Mahomes has. Joe Burrow ain't going to go to a team that can kind of pick up some of his deficiencies. He can't. He's we not a gunslinger. That. We don't know that yet. He's going to Cincinnati. We haven't seen Zach Taylor in his full form. Oh, dear God. He's, who is he going to throw the ball to? Unfortunately, not A.J. Green. Cause if they leaving. keep A.J. Green, we might be talking because I do like the running back back there. If he, if they keep A.J. Green, we might you know, be in a little more conversation because him and Boyd, that will be nice. You know, maybe get a little another tight end other than Eifert who's good when he's not. You know, he's good when he's healthy, but, you know, him being healthy is always – a big deal, but he has potential to have a little bit of help. But at the same time, we can't take everything they do in college because how many great college quarterbacks go to the NFL and do nothing? Especially these guys that go to top <laughs> or bottom of the bottom feeder teams that we know are bad. They go and they their first year, their first four years of their NFL contract, they can't perform because they're not put in situations. And why do some of these guys that go later in the first round? Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, they get put in better situations. The Ravens are 10 times better situation than the, the Bengals. Mahomes got the city year and play under Andy Reid and city year behind Alex Smith, already went to a playoff team. And this man's about to go to the worst team and probably the worst run organization in the NFL. Okay. And I don't think he's talented enough to overcome all that. So we're just going to ignore the Browns. We're just going to ignore I-70 going up all the way up to Cleveland, right? A little bit. Cleveland is still the worst run organization ever. They had they have a premier quarterback that two of the best receivers in the game right now and a solid run game. One of the best run games. I think Nick Chubb finished what two? Yeah. Finished second in rushing. And they still went six and ten or five and eleven, whatever they finished. These past few years Cincinnati have been god awful. Even Carson Palmer is telling this man, don't go there. He's saying you don't want to go there. A quarterback that played for that organization is saying, request, ask out now. Pull a Eli Manning. I don't think he should. I, I won't respect it if he does. I wouldn't because either. you want to be the best. Then, you know, everybody knows what happens. When you're that number one prospect, you go to the worst team in the NFL. That's what happens when you're the best yep. guy in college. You go to the worst team in the and NFL. You turn around. We can't sit here and beg for situations. This isn't the NBA where... Players run the players run the league. No, unfortunately, it's not. It should be, but again, that's it's another episode. We spending too much time on the quarterback. Joe Burrow's going number one, whether he should or shouldn't. Honestly, at this point, it's it's irrelevant. But he definitely should. Um, but definitely, if after y'all listen, let's definitely uh, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what you guys think. Uh, who you agree with? Who you disagree with? Who you think? Give us your top ten. Definitely, we want definitely uh, definitely want to know your guys' top ten. But uh, on the number two. I got this is my team right here, so I I battle with this one a lot every day, um, but I got I got wrestling taking Chase Young off the edge from Ohio State. He's one of the best pass rushers that we've seen in a long time. He's supposedly better than the Bosa brothers, which you know that's hard to do. They're some of the best pass rushers we've seen in recent memory. He's he's just a beast. He gets to the quarterback, and a lot of people always talk about well, if you see his last couple games. You know, there's no sacks. He didn't have a lot of sacks in, in the semifinal against Clemson. Yeah, but you gotta watch the tape. That's why I don't, I don't, I don't put much into the combine. You gotta watch the tape. Look at what they did. 
he was doubled damn near every single play. And that opens up for for other other defensive line. That opens up for other linemen to get to the quarterback. Our front seven is stacked right now. We got Deron Payne, um, Jonathan Allen. We still got Ryan Kerrigan. Our front seven is good. If we add Chase Young to that, we'll have one of the best in the league. And we got a, one of the best defensive coordinators in the game right now. He, he's going to do something with it. And I'm excited. If we take him, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, and number two, you know, Redskins, <coughs> unless they decide to trade their pick or whatever, but, Which you know, should. we're not really going into all that. We're going to go based off it's Chase Young. I mean, you know, if Joe Burrow's gone, to me, Chase Young is the number one prospect in the draft. But at the same time, the Bengals need a quarterback yep. more than anything, so they're going to rock with Joe Burrow, or else we'd be having a different conversation if they had a quarterback. To me, Chase Young is the best player in the draft. So as long as the Redskins stay too, I think they get Chase Young. Everything you said, I don't have too much to argue with that one. I mean, that was pretty solid. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Chase Young at number two. I, I could see a trade happening. I hope a trade does happen. I As much as I like Chase Young, and, and I really do, I think Isaiah Simmons and another draft pick would be ideal. So, you know, if Miami, if you're listening, if you want to give us, you know, number five and, and 16, should we even take 26 if you want? We'll take 26 off your hands. Uh, we'll take Isaiah Simmons at five, no doubt. But yeah, that's number two, Chase Young. We've already spent 15 minutes on Joe Burrow, so we're not going to talk too much about Chase Young. Uh, number three, number three, who do you got going to Detroit? Uh, I got the Lions taking <coughs> Jeff Okuda, the corner from Ohio State. Um, to me, that has a lot to do with who trades where and things like that, but I'm going to go with the Lions taking Jeff Okuda. They're about to get rid of Darius Slay, and yeah. you know I feel like it's undisputed. Jeff Okuda is hands down the best corner in this 100%. draft. And they do see him. You know, he's getting comparisons as far as his, not necessarily size, but as far as his lockdown ability that he could be the the Jalen Ramsey's, the Darrell Revis, the Patrick Peterson, them type of corners where they can, you know, lock down the whole side of the field. So, you know, barring anything else, in my personal opinion, I think the, the Lions should take Jeff Okuda. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the Lions taking Jeff Okuda at three. I like the pick. I like that pick. I wouldn't be upset with it if I was a Lions fan, but I, I think they're go they're gonna go Tua. I got Tua going at three, and here's why: a lot of people don't agree. A lot of people think they should take someone like Jeff Okuda or or uh, Isaiah Simmons, but here's why they're gonna take Tua. He has that hip injury. We know that. It's not a career threatening. It's not something that's gonna you know shouldn't linger for years to come. They still have Matthew Stafford. While I think Matthew Stafford is not the answer in Detroit. He's, he's a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. He hasn't been... He's only time he's been great is when he's had a number one receiver. He had Calvin Johnson. After after Megatron left, who's he had? Golden Tate? That was his number one receiver. He I feel like he needs an all-pro receiver to really thrive. <clears throat> but he's tremendously talented. But again, he's clearly not the answer. So I think they're going to take Tua. Let him sit a year, maybe two. Because uh, I think Matthew Stafford's only about 30, 30, 31. He's he only, 30. Yeah. He came in in 2009. So they let Tua sit a year, try to do the whole thing like Patrick Mahomes. Let him sit a year, let him learn. Because Stafford's one of the smartest quarterbacks in the league. I'll give him that. So, so let him let him groom Tua to take over when, when they decide to move on. So let me ask you, do you think that pick changes? Obviously, it'll change if Miami trades with Washington to two. Do you think that pick changes? Obviously, Miami will be trading for Tua, so yes, right. you'll have it changed. But do you think it changes from me saying Okuda to the Lions getting Chase Young, or do you think it's either Tua or Okuda regardless of whatever trades happen around them? They're going if, – if that trade happens, they'll go Chase Young. If Chase Young's available, you got to take him. One of, the past, one of the best pass rushers we've seen in a long time, you have to take him. Okay. Again, I wouldn't be upset – if if they decide to take uh, Okuda, but I mean I would be because that means that the Giants would take would take him at at four, and I don't want to see him twice a year. I really don't. So I really hope you and me both. <laughs> that's gonna be rough. All right, so that's four, or I'm sorry, that's three. Who we got going at number four? All right, at number four, I got the Giants taking Isaiah Simmons. 
Um, I feel like the Giants really have their eye on Chase Young as far as who makes what trade to get who. Yeah. And I'm 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 really kind of sold on if if Washington trades back to Miami or the Chargers or whoever's trading up the two to get Tua because I feel like nobody's trading up the two for anybody else but Tua. I agree. So I really think the Giants are keeping their eye out on that because I'm sold on if the Lions don't draft Tua like you say. They're gonna get Okuda. I'm pretty. I think they're pretty sold on. You know, I don't really think there's no chance of them getting Tua, but I think they're sold on Okuda regardless. So I think the Giants are really keeping an eye out because I think if if certain trades happen, they could end up with Chase Young. But under the circumstance that we're not factoring all that in, I'm gonna go with the Giants taking Isaiah Simmons. You know, he's a linebacker. He can play safety. Now, granted, I don't think he's gonna play multiple positions in defense. On defense in the NFL, you don't really see players do that. There's a, there's a few versatile players that can do this and do that, but I think with him being versatile linebacker safety, if you see him lined up at safety, I think it'll be some of Coach Rogers on game film and notices every time he back there at safety, he blitz. I just don't see him being a pass coverage safety, you know, inside linebacker or or whatever. But I do think the Giants will take Isaiah Simmons at number four. So you wrong. You're not wrong about the Giants taking Isaiah Simmons. Cause I, I have them taking Isaiah Simmons at four as well. Again, I think if we decide to trade down to five, I think they would end up taking Okuda and then put us in a position to take Isaiah Simmons. Uh, but again, like you said, we're not we're not factoring all that in. So, yeah. But yeah, so Isaiah Simmons, he's, like you said, he's a hybrid He's a hybrid uh, position player. He played linebacker and strong safety. Dude has unbelievable, unbelievable sideline to sideline speed. It's completely insane how how quick he is from sideline to sideline. And he was he reminds me a lot, a lot, a lot about of uh, Sean Taylor. Dude was a beast. Sean Taylor, one of my favorite players of all time. I've I've said in previous episodes, you know. It, he was one of those one of those players that when when he passed away, it was one that hit me pretty hard. But he he reminds me a lot of Sean Taylor. His coverage skills are great, so he can cover any tight end, Austin Hooper, Travis Kelsey, any of those. He he can he can he can cover them, no doubt. I disagree with what you said about his about him not not playing different positions. How you said it's, it's not how the NFL is played, all that, which I get it. But you're wrong because look at who just won a Super Bowl and played hella different positions. Tyron Matthew. He's played safety. He's played corner. He's played linebacker. Only thing he hasn't played was DN and nose tackle. <laughs> he, he played all the positions and he excelled at pretty much all of them. So I think the, the, the game is trending a little bit. Obviously, it's not... Obviously, it's not going to be a, a full thing throughout the entire league where you don't know where a player is going to line up, line up on any given play. But the trend of hybrid players is definitely going up, and I definitely think it's going to be a thing. Not going to be a big thing. It's, it's you got to have a special player to be able to do something like that. Tyron Matthew is definitely a special player, and I think Isaiah Simmons is too. Mm-hmm. So at number five, I have... The second quarterback off my board with Justin Herbert. I, I'm not a huge fan of Justin Herbert. I'm trying to find reasons to like him. I really am. I've been watching a couple YouTube videos, you know, watching film on him and just trying to see what it is about him. He's smart. He's patient. He He's good at, at, at reading defenses-ish. He usually makes the right read and he's good at, at checking down, which I like. I just... I don't value him at number five, but again, I have Tua. If nothing else changes, I have Tua going number three, so they got to take the next best quarterback available, which in my opinion is Justin Herbert. Yeah, I don't like Justin Herbert either. I think he's probably the most overhyped quarterback I've seen in a while because there's not a single game, there's not a single anything that I've seen from him <coughs> where I'm like, yep, that's a top five court, top five pick. That's a top quarterback in college football. I argue he probably wasn't even in the top 10 of quarterbacks in college football this past year. And now we talking about him being a top five pick. I'm not convinced. But uh, I disagree with you. I have the Dolphins taking Tua. Now, 
I think this number five pick could change, but I think the Dolphins get Tua regardless. So with the Dolphins being number five, I think they take Tua. Whether the Dolphins have to trade up or whatever they have to do, I think the Dolphins get their hand on Tua. They have Ryan Fitzpatrick, and we can say, oh, you know, Tua's better. I'm sure he is, and I'm sure he's more talented, but the Dolphins are not going to take Tua thinking about this upcoming season. They're thinking about the future, and Ryan Fitzpatrick can hold it down and maybe get him another five to six wins next year, and they get another top pick and be able to surround Tua with more talent. They have three first-round picks. True. You know, and I think uh, I really think the Redskins and Lions are playing a game of, you know, really thinking about drafting a quarterback just to get a couple of those picks off of Miami. So unless there's a you know a late trade, I just think the Dolphins get Tua regardless whether they move up to two to get them or whatever. I think the Dolphins get Tua, so I'm gonna rock with Tua. Also, I think the Dolphins will be getting the win in this draft if they get Tua because he is the best quarterback in this draft. That's a lie. Tua is the best quarterback. He's the most talented Lie. quarterback in this draft. I don't want to hear anything. Why are you lying about, to these people? I don't want to hear anything about. Oh, he's left-handed. I don't care because now if we do, if we measure his left-handedness, he's been considered the most accurate passer we've seen as a lefty. If we want to talk about escape out the pocket, he can escape out the pocket. The only thing that anybody can hit on Tua is that he's been injured because the the stuff that Joe Burrow did this past year, yeah, great and all da da da. But he also had a bad year. You can't tell me the time Tua had a bad year in the three years. He was the quarterback for for Alabama. I mean, yeah. If I played against, you know, the Alabama school of the deaf and blind, yeah, I'd have great passing. They they played against Fresno State his one of his years. And you had Justin Herbert going number five. Because they need a quarterback. But you have just, we're going to take away from Tua... Play, no, 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 no. Gonna, the only reason I have him going at number five is because on my board, Tua's already gone. Right, but we're going to... So, even still, we're going to take away and say that Tua's strength of schedule is why he's been on a tear in the SEC, which is... I don't... what The SEC is considered the best conference in football. <coughs> they pretty much bring the best players to the NFL. Them in the Big Ten. I think those are the two best conferences in football that bring the most talent to the NFL. So I don't take away from a lot of guys that ball in the Big Ten and ball in the SEC. To me, there's not much up for up for question. I get it. Yes, he played, you know, whoever. He, he played Fresno State one year. Joe Burrow played Utah State last year. Joe Burrow, I don't care. I get it. They're an SEC team. Joe Burrow and LSU struggled against Ole Miss for a while. They let Vanderbilt score 39 points. I get it. Vanderbilt's in the SEC, but they the SEC equivalent to Fresno State. So we're not going to act like everybody hasn't played weak teams. You're talking about my hometown school like that. I'm going to fight you. Either way, we're not going to talk about these like these low-ball teams like everybody does it. Even the fact Justin Herbert, he hasn't even impressed you, and he's played Fresno State. He plays Oregon State. The most quality team he plays on a consistent basis is USC. That's it. Look, there's not look. The, the Pac-12 is is garbage. So for him to like not impress you and pop on tape against the Pac-12, Washington terrible, Washington State terrible. USC is the only team that that is consistently good enough, and they're not the same USC. But still, it, I don't think so. I mean, I'm going. Two is the most talented quarterback. Period. You're not the most talented, but I have my notes on here. Miami number five, Justin Herbert. The only look at all these notes. Look at all these notes I have for everybody else. I got notes. You know what I have for Justin Herbert? They need a quarterback. That is it. That is the only note I have is they need a quarterback. But still, I just don't think Miami is going to let Tua go. If they really feel like Detroit is going to – I just think my I picked Tua at five. Now, whether he goes to Miami at five or he goes to Miami at two, regardless of the fact, I'm going with Tua to Miami because he's going to get there. Regardless. Right. I, I agree. I agree. But again, we're not doing trades in this. If Tua wasn't healthy, or this, if Tua was healthy, we'd be having a totally different conversation right, about what the Bengals would be. You're taking. right. You're absolutely right. So, so hundred percent. Why would it? Why is the but only reason but, Joe Burrow is a lock? He should be thanking Tua for getting hurt in that hip. Because if, if that but, was the difference, we'd be talking about Tua going number one, not Joe Burrow. Only because quarterbacks always get overdrafted. Yeah, but Joe Burrow's he's going number one. He would only be going number one if. No. He would. He's only going number one because Tua got hurt, and that he has he has a, a history of injuries between his ankles. That is not the only reason. That is the that is only not the reason. only reason. We would be having a different conversation. We would about be having Tua going number one. 
You're right. We wouldn't be having a conversation. We'd be talking about it. But anybody that would say different would kind of be losing their mind based off of one season. If Tua didn't get hurt, we'd be having the same conversation we had in 2012 when it was between Andrew Luck and RG3. We'd be having the same conversation we had in 1999 when it was between Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf. We'd be having the same conversation. And guess what? The team that took RG3 and the team that took Ryan Leaf, hence, hence I'm getting that Joe Burrow, regretted it. And the team that took Peyton Manning and the team that got Andrew Luck, <laughs> flourished off of it. I I get Andrew Luck. Has, he retired too okay. early or whatever. I'm, I'm just... But Andrew Luck still was a baller. Peyton Manning, you know what I'm saying? His greatness is, is you know, we ain't got to talk about Tua is Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. Joe Burrow is RG3 and Ryan Leaf. That's... Yeah, yeah. You think he's going to be a bust? Yes, I do. I very well do. The only, but enough about Joe Burrow. The only reason I have Herbert going at five is because we're not doing trades. I do think Miami's going to go up and get Tua. If they move up to two and get Tua, Justin Herbert falls to maybe like seven to Carolina. Six at the highest to LA to the Chargers because Phillip Rivers is gone. Yeah. But at number six, who you have going at number six? I got Justin Herbert going at number six to the Chargers. Now, I also I could see the Chargers taking an offensive lineman, but I'm, I'm gonna go with Justin Herbert at number six um, because I think the Chargers might explore other and other places other than quarterback in free agency for the simple fact they're pop. They'll I think the Chargers will be satisfied with getting Justin Herbert at number six. Like I said, as much as I don't think he should be going this he high. He should not be. There's also, there's there's a few more teams than you think that need quarterbacks, and there's not a lot of quarterbacks. So, you know, you yes. don't want to take that. You don't want to bank on either Justin Herbert falling all the way. He's not falling out the first round regardless, no matter oh, what. Oh, absolutely not. And you don't want to bank on, well, I can wait till the second round, and your, your second round guys like your Jacob Eason and Jake Fromm, mess around and go in the late first round to certain teams that, are, you know, there's some teams that are questionable about quarterback and kind of want to give their quarterback one one more year. So you just don't want to take that chance. So I go ahead and if, if the Chargers are convinced that Justin Herbert is their guy, that they want to go with at number six, then go ahead and get them. So I got the Chargers taking Justin Herbert at number six. I have the Chargers taking uh, Trisha Wirfs in here only because, again, we're not doing trades. I think they trade back. That was my other pick. I, if I, I had to if everything worse. goes how we're saying it, regardless if Miami trades up to two or not, um, I think Justin Herbert is not worth the sixth overall pick. <clears throat> so I think they do eventually trade back. But again, this as it is, I have him taking Tristan Wirfs. Uh, he, um, offensive tackle out of Iowa. I think he was great this season. His, Iowa just produces offensive linemen like crazy. Uh, shout period, out to, uh, yeah, Big Ten period. Shout out to Brandon Sheriff, uh, Ron Rivera, if you're listening to this. Uh, please sign that, man. Please give him $100 million. I, I don't care what you got to do. Please keep bring him back. We need him. Um, but again, I have them trading back. I, I th- This one's hard for me to do because, again, I, I see them trading back to possibly take uh, Jordan Love from Utah because I think if they trade back, Carolina will take Justin Herbert. But with, and with, uh, what's his name? Their new coach, I can't remember his name. Dude from Baylor. Oh, yeah. Uh, Matt Rule. Matt Rule, I think he'll be great with Justin Herbert. I think he'll be good with him. Uh, but right now, I got Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa. Offensive tackle. Dude's a beast. I like him a lot. Uh, number seven, Carolina. Which I just talked about him. I have them taking Jordan Love. Again, quarterbacks tend to be drafted a little too high. And I think this will be another case. Jordan Love will be drafted too high once again. I'm not big on him. And he was in the he was in the Mountain West over at Utah State. And I, I get it. Some teams some players come out and thrive, but based off of what I've seen, you know, I I don't think he's going to do that great. Again, if he is, Matt Rule will be a huge part of it. Um uh, but yeah, I got Jordan Love going at number seven. Who you got? At number seven, uh actually I almost was gonna agree with you. Because I have either Derrick Brown, the defensive tackle for Auburn, or Jordan Love. Uh, I think the Panthers are going to go with Derrick Brown at defensive tackle. They're losing a lot of um, they're losing a lot of their front four. So to me, you know, yeah, you might need a quarterback, but Kyle Allen. I'm not going to say he was getting the job done, but 
he was doing good enough at one point for you to really sit there and say, maybe we can evaluate our quarterback position. He's, he would be good enough to get them through the season this year. And you can really evaluate your quarterback position the year after. Why not start building talent and build your team and evaluate? He will be good enough. If anything, he'll be good enough, or if you want to look at it as bad enough, that they'll be able to tank for for Trevor Lawrence the year after. So I, I would start with them with having Christian McCaffrey and, and some decent receivers and, you know, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. I would go ahead and start building a defense. And I would go ahead and skip out on quarterback this year. And I'll go ahead and take Derrick Brown, at def- the defensive tackle from Auburn at number seven. What do you think about this block twist? Carolina moving up to two or three to go grab Isaiah Simmons. Fill that Luke Keekley hole. I don't think Carol. I think the only way I think Carolina moves up is Carolina moves up to take Joe Burrow. I think that is the only way that Carolina's moving I mean, up. They don't have the picks. They, they don't, don't have enough. They don't have the capital to do it. Like they personally, to me, don't have enough. The, the teams that could, the Dolphins, obviously, they have multiple first round right. picks. They have three of them. I w- I could see the Dolphins moving up and giving up two of those and a second round to get their guy, but I. I mean, what are the Panthers going to give up? They don't even have – I mean, what what you going to give up? Christian McCaffrey to get Isaiah Simmons? Like, they don't have enough – they don't have enough on their roster or they don't have enough – good enough draft picks for me to sit here and drop – go holler at the Redskins or the Lions and have them drop to seven just to swap draft picks. I, I don't think that's good enough for either because I think the Redskins, they still think they could get their guy dropping down to five. At the worst, they'll get they drop down to five. They'll get Young, Okuda, or Simmons. They'll get one of them if they switch <laughs> with the Dolphins at five. They will lose out on all three of them if they switch with the Panthers at seven. And I don't think the Redskins are willing to trade back to do that. Kevin Newton, Christian McCaffrey, and a first-round pick. They're not going to do it, but hear me out. Did you just say give up my quarterback, the well, best running back in the league, and my first-round pick for a, a linebacker? The fact that I have them taking a quarterback and you possibly have them taking a quarterback means what? What does that mean? It means Cam Newton's not going to be there next season. But they already said they're going to keep Cam Newton. So, you know, I'm not going to lie. This Jordan Love possibility was before that they said they want Cam back. So, if Cam, okay, if they plan on taking a quarterback, no, it's not going to, no. Cam, you're telling me you'll give up Christian McCaffrey for a linebacker? Yes. No. <laughs> Running what? backs, running backs, you can. No, you can't. You can't. Running replace backs aren't the premier. No, I'm not saying replace Christian. I'm not saying you're gonna go grab somebody who can give you a thousand and a thousand every season. But most teams are running back by committees now. You don't have one person. You don't have a, a Ladanian Tomlinson. Right, that's because you only have a few of those elite running backs left. Your your Barkleys, your right. There's guys that are untouchable, and McCaffrey is that guy. That you'd have to wow me with such an off more than moving up to draft Isaiah Simmons. I'm or Joe Burrow. That's the only way I can see them is if they move up for Joe Burrow. I think that's the only way the Panthers are moving up is if it's for Joe Burrow. And then maybe if they, if that's their guy at quarterback, then, then maybe we'll be talking about, okay, maybe give up a running back and go running back by committee. But other than that, they dang sure ain't going to give up no Christian McCaffrey in any deal because, for no rookie linebacker. Let me... Let me let me ask you a question, and this actually plays into your point about Joe Burrow that you got into earlier. Who's the Panthers' offensive coordinator? Joe Brady. Joe Brady. Now I will agree. Now with that, remember what I said about Joe Burrow. I do. That's what I'm saying. He, he got That's put in saying. the right situation. The Panthers getting put in Carolina will be put, being put in the right situation. You have an offensive-minded coach, head coach with Matt Rule. You know Baylor's offense. A, don't play no defense, so he got to be offensive-minded right. coach to get in the NFL <laughs> position. And he has the man that made him and Joe Brady. So it would make sense for the Panthers to go up and get him if they think he's that guy, but they don't have nothing to give. So, again, number seven overall, Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey. Now, we both agree that's not going to happen. In no way in hell is that going to happen. But let's just play Let's just play fantasy land, right? We're playing fantasy football. We're on Madden right now. To get the number one pick, you're going to give up your number seven, Cam Newton, and Christian McCaffrey. If I'm Cincinnati, I'll take it. Take it? And then even Carolina, with their second round pick, J.K. Dobbins. I don't know if I don't know if Dobbins makes it out the first round. Who do you think is going to take Dobbins? Kansas City. 
Kansas City. I, I think it's possible. It. I can see it. Like, and that's late first round. That's literally the yeah. last pick of the first round. So I'm not acting like Dobbins is going to be a top 15 pick. But I there's two teams I can see him going to. I see him going to Kansas City. It, it's, it's also possible. I could see him going to San Francisco. And I get it. They running back by commit. But if they could get a premier running back, because that's what Dobbins is coming out. You're Jonathan Taylor. Uh, the, the Jonathan, dude, Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, the guy from uh, Georgia, DeAndre Swift, and J.K. Dobbins. Those are guys that could take on in the future premier running back roles. And I could see San Francisco saying, I'm tired of this running back by committee. Is Mostert going to be that guy again? Is, you know, Tevin Coleman can't stay healthy like he was in Atlanta. He couldn't stay healthy. So maybe they like, you know what, let's go ahead and get Dobbins. But, you know, that's that's later on in the first round. But I could see him not being there by that point in the second round. But I won't be surprised if he's still there also. So I'm looking at um, who Chad Reuter's three-round mock draft right now from NFL Network. Right now he has, let me pull, I just had it up. He has uh, J.K. Dobbins going, I think, 46th overall. To what? To Tampa Bay. 45th overall to Tampa Bay. I've seen that, but I, I've also seen the mock draft that they had him going 32 to Kansas City, and it makes sense. I've seen that one. That one makes sense to me, you know, and I know this going off somebody, but that, that one makes sense to me. Also, him in San Francisco would make sense to me, but I would not be surprised if he is available right. in that second round. I'm not saying, you know, to me, I think he's better than Jonathan Taylor, and I also think he's better than DeAndre Swift. But, you know, at the same time, there's, there's certain things. My eye test is what I've seen you do while you were on that field. And to me, J.K. Dobbins was better than both. Jonathan Taylor did it for a lot longer, but whatever. Dobbins, to me, is the best running back coming out. But not all these teams need a running back because, like you said, they're not going to go on that first round getting a running back because they play that running back by committee. True. And I probably could find one in the second round. So, I see him going late in the first round. I could also see him being there in the second round. If the Panthers were out, they right mind to do all that to get Joe Burrow. Then be my guest. Go ahead and give up everything you got. Give up Cam Newton and Chris McCaffrey and your number seven pick to Cincinnati. If I'm Cincinnati, I take it. Oh, and, and I'm I get the best running back in football. I get a quarterback, so I don't care if it's just for a year. I can worry about quarterback the next year, and I can use my number seven pick to either A, I might even be able to convince A.J. Green to stay, and A, I can start focusing on my defense, which was a decent defense, as bad as they were. They were a decent defense. Or I can go ahead and get another weapon for Cam Newton and throw the ball to. And now we're sitting here talking about Jerry Judy. Ooh, and Jerry Judy? Yo. Hey. Yo. That's not gonna happen, and I'm kind of upset because my wife is a huge Bengals fan. So then, in turn, makes me kind of a Bengals fan. That would be dope. It's not gonna happen. I'm excited for Joe Burrow though. Um, so at number eight, Arizona, um, I have them taking Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle. Y- you gotta protect Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, he he had a he had a good uh, rookie season. He did better than I thought he would. Um, I don't really put too much into the whole small quarterback, especially with people like uh, Baker Mayfield, Drew Brees, obviously, Russell Wilson. So I think smaller quarterbacks are, they're being taught from early on how to move in the pocket. And I think Kyler Murray did just that. He was able to move around in the pocket. He had, he had a, a really good passing season. And so I think it, it's a no-brainer to go and and get an offensive lineman to protect him because that, that was their glaring weak spot. I think they have a, a decent offensive line. Kyler Murray can be a top 10 quarterback, no doubt, in the league. Yeah, um, I, I agree with you. You know, I also... So, originally, I had the Cardinals taking Jedrick Wills, the offensive tackle from Alabama. But uh, something really tells me. So, I think I'm going to change my pick. And number eight, I'm going to have the Cardinals take CeeDee Lamb, Ooh. wide receiver from Oklahoma. And here's why. Cliff Kingsbury is offensive mind. And I get it. Right. Kyler Murray played really decent. He played, he played really good. He, he, he exceeded expectations of what we thought he would do last year. And what did Cliff Kingsbury do? He traded up to get the guy he thought was his guy. Why not? You have Christian Kirk. Why not go ahead and get Kyler Murray's guy when he was in Oklahoma? Why not get his favorite weapon when he was in Oklahoma? It's I'm going to say C.D. Lamb just because I can see Cliff 
Kingsbury, maybe even taking a decent offensive lineman in free agency or something of, of that sort, or even work on O-line later in the draft and get these third, fourth round offensive linemen and develop them and worry about getting Kyler Murray, a guy he's comfortable to throw the ball with now. So I'm going to go with C.D. Lamb at number eight to the Cardinals. But but I, I fully agree with you on the offensive lineman for the Cardinals because I originally, I just changed my pick. I literally had I originally had him taking Jedrick Jedrick Wills, the offensive tackle from Alabama. So we we disagreed on offensive which offensive tackle, but we both had him take offensive tackle. So I do fully agree with your point. But I'm gonna go ahead and switch it to 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 CD Lamb, wide receiver from Oklahoma. Why not get Kyler Murray as his guy? He'll be there, so why not get him? Because well, I I, I really wish we could have. We sh- I think we should have done the whole trades thing because. Why take CD Lamb at eight? Because you can get him at fifteen. Trade back, get a couple second rounders, second and a third. Uh, I think they should, they could trade back and get CD Lamb outside the top ten. But yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't disagree with that. I like Andrew Thomas. Uh, who'd you have? Jedrick Wills, the offensive Wills tackle from, from Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. Um, Andrew Thomas is, I think he's more athletic lineman, and with some having a quarterback that can run, you got to have athletic lineman to to be able to uh, protect someone like that. Um, I like that pick though. I wouldn't be mad if they traded down, grab CD Lamb. You're right. His favorite receiver, dude's fast. With Christian Kirk on the other side, that could be scary. Uh, number nine, finally one of my favorite players in the draft finally comes off the board. Unfortunately, I really wish he go he could go higher, but the way things are playing out, I have him at number nine. Uh, your boy Jeff Okuda. I think clearly he's best corner in the game, one of the best defensive players in the game. But when you're drafting the Drafting the high as, as high as some of these players, you got to obviously take into account team needs. That's why I have Jeff Okuda go, dropping all the way down to, to nine, to Jacksonville. Yeah. I mean, if he was available at nine, it would all make sense because of him, you know, I guess replacing Jalen Ramsey. But um, I got at number nine, I got the Jaguars taking Javon, Javon Kinlaw, the defensive tackle from South Carolina. Um, I would agree with your pick if I thought that there was a way that Jeff Okuda would be available at nine. But I think no matter who trades what, I think Jeff Okuda gets taken top five. Because if somebody moves and the Redskins move back to five, I still think if that could mean Chase Young and Simmons are gone, so they'll go Okuda. I just don't see a way Okuda fall into nine. But if he does, that makes perfect sense. But I'm going to go with Javon Kenlaw, defensive tackle from South Carolina. They're losing a couple people on their front four also. So it makes sense to get the next best defensive tackle available. For the simple fact, I got the Panthers getting Derrick Brown. So go ahead and get the next best defensive tackle. You know, you always want guys to guys that could go get the quarterback. And having a corner, it just, with Okuda already being gone, in my opinion, there's not a corner high enough to take number nine and, and, and just pass out all this other talent. So True. I'm gonna go with Jacksonville taking Javon Kinlaw at defensive tackle. I like that pick too, but again, even if the trades happen at five and two, like we think we're going to, or even at three, because um, even if the trade happens at two, I still think Detroit's gonna take Chase Young because generational talent. You got to take him, and the Giants could take either Isaiah Simmons or or Jeff Okuda, either one, and I'll happily take whichever one they don't want. And that's why I don't think he'll make it any farther than five because between the Redskins, Lions, and Giants, I think they'll take either of them three as far as I think Okuda, Young, and Simmons are sitting on all three of their radar. And, like, if I trade back but I can land one of them, they'll be okay with that trade. If they think they they may not trade back if they don't think I could get Okuda, Simmons, or Young. So I I can see even the Redskins trading back to five with the Dolphins so Dolphins can grab their man Tua. And then, you know, at that point, I think Okuda will go to the Lions. Giants will probably take, you know, Giants will probably end up taking Chase Young. And then, you know, y'all end up getting Simmons. I just don't see a way of him making it out of the top five unless some teams surprise us and really trade up or make some picks that really just surprise us. Yeah, and that's that's honestly the the main reason I have Okuda falling early to nine is because we're not doing the trades. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. If Miami moves up to two, takes Tua, that means Detroit's taking Chase Young. The Giants have their pick between Isaiah Simmons and Jeff Okuda, which I think they'll take Isaiah Simmons, and then we'll take Jeff Okuda at five, which 100% I'd be okay with, especially if I'm adding you know another another first-round pick and a second-rounder because we don't have a second-rounder this year. So I would definitely like to get one of those. 
Um, at number ten, who you got going at number ten to Cleveland? Uh, number ten, I got Tristan Wharfs, the offensive tackle from Iowa. I know you had him going earlier. You know, you had him going to the Cardinals, yep. but you know, I got him going Tristan Wharfs. Um, but one thing that you said that stuck out to me earlier is the fact that the Browns are a terribly run organization. With them being a terribly run organization, the whole world knows they need offensive tackle. But there's a lot of talk about wide receiver being a need for the Browns for some reason. I don't know why. But there's a lot of talk of people saying the need is the Browns need an offensive alignment and next they need a receiver. I don't understand why, but don't get me wrong. I'm going to say the Browns aren't going to mess up the number 10 pick and they're going to take off his alignment with Tristan Warsh, the offensive tackle. But don't be surprised if they just throw away and show us how bad of an organization they are like normal and take a guy like Jerry Judy. Bro, you know who they're going to take? I was just about to say, you know who they're going to take at 10? They're going to fucking take Jerry Judy. Because they're a terribly run organization and everybody in the world knows that they need alignment. And because they're so badly run, you have Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham. It does not make sense to address wide receiver in a deep wide receiver draft in the first round. But you don't think the you don't think the Browns could be sitting there like, let's get Baker as many especially if they're as committed to him in this offseason of him getting better. Let's get him as many weapons. Cause now you can move Odell comfortably to the slot, which is where he preferred to be. You put Jerry Judy on the outside and Jarvis Landry on the outside. And you can probably rotate all three of them into the slot and just just play that kind of game. But that's just a don't be surprised if the Browns mess it up and do this. And if they do which they do every year is don't be surprised if they mess up and do this. They're my, they're my thing of them doing this would be them taking like Jerry Judy because I already have C.D. Lamb going off the board and to Arizona because I think Arizona might mess up the fact of getting off as a lineman and taking C.D. Lamb to get Kyler Murray his favorite receiver. That's gonna make me mad if they do that because I, as you know, I lived in Columbus for three years. I love the state of Ohio. If it didn't snow so much, if it wasn't so cold, I would want to move back. I love the state of Ohio. I love the city of Columbus. Cincinnati is one of my favorite cities on planet Earth. Cleveland, it's Cleveland. You know, I know people from Cleveland. I got love for, for people from Cleveland. Um, and I like the Browns. I like I like uh, Baker Mayfield. If they go and do something like that. Yeah, it looks like I, it looks like I made you think about, like, you know where it'll look really good at? He get Jerry Judy. It'll look really good on Madden. Yo, that's he gonna be fire he gonna get Madden. Jerry Judy, and you know what? Now we talking about everybody playing with the Browns on yeah. Madden. You got your Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb. You know a little Jarvis Landry, Odell, sprinkling in with a little Jerry Judy. Now we talking about ooh, I got an offense that can't be stopped. But guess what? We not factoring the fact Baker Mayfield still running around like a chicken with his head cut off. Yeah, and he doesn't have the talent to be sitting there running around like a chicken with his head cut off. So that's just one of those if if Cleveland messes it up, and that might not be considered a big mess up to people because the name Jerry Judy, top what you know first or second best wide receiver, and then you'll start thinking, oh my God, they got Odell Landry, uh, Jerry Judy, but you're not thinking about the fact who gonna protect Baker Mayfield. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, like if you got Odell Juice and and someone like. Uh, Judy, Judy, you know, cause, cause, since that defense is trash again for some reason, they're gonna need to score a lot of points. Yeah, but they <laughs> they would have the potential to. I mean, we thought Cleveland might have the best offense. Or they had the potential to be one of the top five offenses this past year, and they blew that away. Why? Because Baker Mayfield has no protection. So if you go ahead and say let's just add a piece to make us more explosive, but we're not gonna protect you though. Figure it out. Then you're gonna fit the the Baker Mayfield project being in Cleveland is gonna fail, and it may not be all on Baker if they're making moves like that. If they make a move like that and this season goes bad like it did last season, because a lot of us, I didn't, but a lot of people had the Browns going to the playoffs based off of talent. I had that roster, the division. That talented roster was was I didn't think they would because it's Cleveland, and Cleveland is gonna be Cleveland no matter what year it is, and I didn't think the Browns, even with all that talent, would make it because it's Cleveland. The Browns find a way to mess it up. So, I just don't see adding more talent and then blaming Baker Mayfield the next year when he's not getting protected. If he really works his butt off and commits to getting better and and slimmer and faster and becoming better like he says he is, 
you can't blame him if it's not a successful. Well, we gave you Odell, Jarvis, and Judy. What are you supposed to do? Well, if I'm running around with a chicken, like a chicken with my head cut off, then there's nothing. I can't get the ball to them guys. So I need a guy. I can get the ball to Odell and Jarvis Landry. I mean, if I get them two, I can address wide receiver in the second round and give me a guy like K.J. Hill. Justin Jefferson may still be available. There's going to be some receivers available in that second round yeah. where you don't have to worry about a, a a wide receiver in the first round. So I think they should do it and you settle. Oh, is K.J. Hill Jerry Judy? No, he's not. But you also not bringing him there to be your number one receiver. He'll He's coming in at very best being your number three receiver. Being your slot. So, so go ahead and get that offensive lineman, Cleveland, or go ahead and be Cleveland, do Cleveland things, and get Jerry Judy. It'll look good on paper and y'all still won't go to the playoffs. <laughs> The, the more I think about it, you know why I think they will take someone like Jerry Judy? Because of their head coach, uh, Kevin Stefanski from oh from Minnesota. Another offensive yeah. line. But you, these offensive minds got to get protection for their quarterback. Or there's, this isn't college where a guy can run around for 10 seconds and there's not a defensive lineman good enough to get to him because he's not playing top top five talent every week. Bro, so you, you just made me mad with that. Oh. Maybe Matt would have thought of them taking because I can see them doing it. And I think at this point, I think they will. I think yeah. they will take. Uh, no, bro. Jerry Judy. Bro, what you put, pick? Don't you put that in? The, don't put that on your board as number ten because. Oh, I'm, don't, not, I'm just saying, I'm don't not. convince yourself. Oh, have I not even gotten to who Judy. I have them taking? No, who you? Oh man, take? I thought we were almost done. I got them taking Derek Brown. Okay. You know, got to shore up that that defense. Um. Not Jerry Judy. Please not Jerry Judy. I definitely got to take Derek Brown right now. You just don't think they'll take an offensive lineman regardless? If there's one available besides Jerry Judy, you think they're going to go to that defensive line? You think they're going to address anything but offensive line first? And if you do that, you know, you think it's going to be a defensive lineman? So here's the thing. Yeah. That's a bad move. Because if they really cared about protecting Baker Mayfield, they wouldn't have gotten rid of their offensive line for Odell Beckham. Remember, their best offensive lineman after um, Joe Thomas, they sent him away to get Odell Beckham. He sent him in that trade. Yeah, but it was one of those, like, it's different when, yeah, I got to send something for Odell Beckham, and then we'll address those problems later. Well, later is now. And now is when you address those problems. You you sent a lineman away to get Odell Beckham. I arguably would have did that and said, you know what? We'll address the line later. Well, now at number 10 is your time to address that line. If you don't do that, it will be the Cleveland Browns doing Cleveland Brown things. Because no matter what, you can add all this talent on defense. You can add you, you can have Michael Thomas, Antonio Brown, and whoever else you want Baker Mayfield throwing the ball to. But if, if he can't. If he don't have more than two seconds to throw the ball, all that's irrelevant. They, if he can't get protected, clearly we seen he can't just get the ball to Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. It's not going to get much better than that as far as being realistic and staying in the salary cap. So you're not going to get many receivers better than that. So why try and draft a receiver when your guy needs to be protected? If he couldn't even do a good job of getting it to Odell and Jarvis Landry, even Eli Manning got it to Odell Beckham. Even Eli Manning at the end of his career got it though. No, I'm, I'm, Baker couldn't even throw up prayers. Like he could, he didn't even have time to throw up prayers. Even Eli Manning had had us saying Odell Beckham was a top five, if not the best receiver in football. Eli Manning, the old washed up Eli Manning that should have been benched four years ago, and he just got benched this past year. The so who's not a Hall of Famer? Even I'm that guy got it to Odell Beckham. So there's no way I'm going to tell them that they should address anything but offensive line. They better. Or they're going to be Cle- Like you said, they're up the road. They're Cleveland. You got love for people from Cleveland, and so do I. And shout out to my boy from Cleveland. But he knows it. Cleveland going to do Cleveland things. They yeah, did it last right. year. They'll continue to do it again. You You're didn't right, think it will. was... It was no question. You didn't think they were going to be this bad. I had them going 8-8 eight and eight not making the playoffs. But I definitely didn't think they was going to be struggling like this. Even towards the back half of their season when they were playing Cincinnati twice and and playing some of these bum teams, they couldn't even win the gimme games. You're right. So you better protect right. Baker Mayfield or you're going to have all this talent and just be losing. Which is weird because they handed the Ravens their last loss before Tennessee. Yeah. In like that three. That was everything clicked for one game. Yep. And Lamar, ja- they, Lamar Jackson had an outbreak after that. So You just put me in a bad mood with that. <laughs> um. All right, that, that's it. 
for our top 10. Again, who do you guys think is going in your top 10? Let us know whether you agree with us, disagree with us. Um, but the moment that, I don't know about you guys, but I've been waiting for. Finally, Mo starting his own podcast. I'm hyped. Obviously, he's been coming on mine. It's been hella fun. Um, I'm definitely going to keep having him on, though. Definitely. Uh, at the very least, we're going to do some, some Skype interviews. So we're definitely going to keep having him on. Uh, he finally has come up with the name. So he says, we'll see if it sticks. So what what is the name of your podcast? All right. So the name of my podcast is going to be Up in Flames. Um, the reason I rock with that name was just because, you know, sometimes some of the things I talk about can be controversial or it'll be, you know, what we consider a hot take. Like, man, you reached with that one, but let me hear you your mean opinion. Like Ch- you mean like Chad Johnson being a top five receiver of all time? Yeah. Yeah. I believe that. But that's besides the point, you know, uh, yeah, I'm... I'm I'm excited to be coming out with this podcast. Call it Up in Flames. Um, one thing I definitely want to make sure I did since he allowed me to, this is how he allowed me to announce it was, you know, I definitely appreciate everything he's done and he's going to continue to do for me. Um, you know, without him getting me on this podcast and, and without a few people, you know, like my wife telling me, go ahead and go do it, there probably wouldn't even be no Up in Flames being started or there wouldn't be no me reaching out on that limb. So, you know, like he said, we, we still going to be doing, I'm going to be on here. He going to be the first guest on mine, as he already knows this. We going to be doing football and chill and up in flames collabs and, and all this other stuff. This is going to be something that's going to be continued. You know, I'm going to have my own. He going to have his own. And we going to come together a lot more often than you think. You know, so this isn't the end of hearing me on here. And it'll soon be the beginning of you hearing his voice also on mine. So I can't wait for it to really be officially up. Hey, I told you at the beginning of the year, I posted on Twitter, said 2020 about to be a big year for both of us. Um, damn, dude, wives are huge. Yep. Wives are, I was just telling my wife again today. I tell her, every, you know, every now and then, but I, I get these moments where I think about what I'm doing and how much I love it. And I would look at her and be like, damn, like, thanks for supporting me. I wanted to do this for so long, for the last almost five years. She was the one, like I, I've said it before, she was the one I told her, I was like, yo, I'm, I'm just going to do a football podcast. Fuck it. Like, I like talking about it. I'm going to do it. And the moment she said, yeah, you should. I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. No way. Yo, hold on. Let me see that one more time. Four, two, eight. So, so Mo just showed me his phone. I uh, just got uh, breaking news that Henry Ruggs just broke the record for the fastest 40 times. And I know we just got done saying we don't put much into the the combine. But the fact that you break the 40-yard dash record is a big deal. John Ross broke it a few years ago. Um, he was drafted first overall by the Bengals. I think this actually does put him, this does help his uh, draft stock. He will get overdrafted. I don't think it's going to work out. But good for him. Broke the record of a uh, time of 4-2-8. So good for him. Um, but yeah. Back to what I was saying, wives are huge. My wife is the reason I'm doing this. She's a huge supporter. She bought me stickers, bought me my sign, you know, gave me this office that we, we were going to have for her. So, yeah, wives are huge. But yeah. I'm excited, man. Up in Flames, that's the name. And he definitely does say some controversial stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, everybody go follow him. Uh, go follow his... His Twitter, go ahead and, and shout it out real quick. Yep, follow me on Twitter, Mr. Underscore F-E-E-M-E-H 15, Mr. Femi 15. Uh, I'll be having my podcast, Twitter page, and, and all my social media updated here in the next week or two, and I'll definitely be sure to let y'all know. But, you know, just one more thank you to my main man, Cruz, you know, and, and trust and believe it's going to be a lot always. of collaborations and it's going to be a lot of, hey, y'all go check him out when he says this. And a lot of, you know, check me out when I say that and, and, and everything. It's going to be, it's going to continue to be, you know, definitely a duo. He's going to be on my show. I'm, you know, continue to pop up on here. And it's just going to be something we both going to take to the top. I promise you. All right. So that's where we're ending it, guys. As again, thanks, Mo, for coming on. It's always a pleasure having you. Um, I don't know how many more of these we're going to be able to do. For those of you who don't know, I've just been told I'm going to be going to the Nimitz. I'm transferring commands, about to go on a deployment pretty soon. Um, so these are going to be put on hold for a little bit. I am going to take my mic with me on deployment. So whenever we pull in, best believe I'm going to get a hotel room. I'm going to do an episode and I'm going to upload it 
for sure, for sure. Definitely going to keep uh, interacting with you guys. Please go check out my Twitter, FNC Pod. My Instagram and my Facebook page are both Football and Show Podcast. Um, thanks again, guys, for listening. Again, let us know what you guys have in your top 10, where you agree with us, where you disagree with us. Let's have some fun. Throw some trades in there where you think certain guys are going to go. One question I, ha- I do have for you guys, though. Who's your sleeper? I want to know you guys a sleeper. Everybody has a sleeper. Who's your sleeper and who's your Tom Brady of this draft? Who's going to be the, the steal? I believe we got the steal of the draft last year in Terry McLaren, even though he was just, you know, it was a third round, which a lot of players, a lot of good players coming out of the third round. But nobody, I don't think anybody saw him being a number one receiver for us. Um, but definitely go check that out. Let us know. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. We out.